Call the dogs. Chancey and she. How about them, baby? How about them dogs? Woo! God, Back in the saddle, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Can't wait to put that on there. Uh, it, uh, it was a absolutely incredible weekend, man. Uh, we, we got started a little early, got down there Thursday night. But, uh, man, it was special. It, we we kind of talked about this a little bit. Uh, well, we talked about it last week on the, on the podcast that I have a lot of PTSD when coming into these games. Uh, it's like when I... When I when I cross that bridge, I, I my my hands get a little clammy. I start sweating and it gets real cold. <laughs> but now uh, now that's starting to uh, to shift a little bit. Uh, the dogs are giving me a reason to, uh, to to feel to feel different, if you will. When you go into Jacksonville, it's like going into the upside down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what when you just described right there. I was like, ah, it's just like straight out of Stranger Things. <laughs> Well, it's uh, not not far from uh, not far from wrong, uh, but man, it, it was awesome. Uh, it's we've been talking about it nonstop. Uh, the entire world's been been dog nation has been freaking out, and uh, honestly, though, it's been a real month since Georgia's been able to play a game, and uh, it's been been a been a. You had the South Carolina debacle. You had the monsoon game against uh, Kentucky. We have a week off, and then we finally get to play. And uh, our boys came and played. They showed up the way we talked about it. Um, basically did the things that you were talking about and, and that made you feel confident going into the game. And fortunately, we did all of the – did not do any of the things that I was concerned about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, they listened to me or something. Man, this is the first time that I can remember, uh, and I know we talked about it this the other day, but I, this is the first time I can remember that we haven't – or not we, but the Georgia-Florida game has not had a turnover in it. I, yeah. I, mean, I, I swear every year there's at least three or four. It's always just like, you know, low-scoring, high-turnover game. And there just wasn't, wasn't anything from either side, which is incredible. It was a full-team effort. I mean, when I sit back and look at what we did collectively, you know, the defense – did what they had to do, but I don't think anybody. I mean, I don't feel like anybody was trying to be star a star in this game. Everybody was just trying to play their assignment, and which was awesome. I mean, I think our defensive line showed on Saturday that they can play with anybody, and we had guys that I think across the board, in my opinion, played extremely well. I mean, you look at our three interior defensive linemen. I mean, you know. Devontae White didn't have that big of a game, but, but, I mean, because of that, Tyler Clark was able to have a huge game. You know, Jordan Davis is, is – I said this to you. I mean, good gracious, I love that guy. But I said this to you. I think he may be the biggest key in our defense, man, because, you know, he was out for a while, and whenever he was out, you notice, you notice it, man. I mean, there's a gaping hole in our defense. So, I – when I sit back and look at what we did – Man, full team effort. Couldn't be prouder of, of number eleven. I think Kirby coached it well. There was a, a couple little hiccups, but I mean, other than that, uh, I think that everybody was pretty pretty proud of, of what our boys did. And I mean, you know, you can never feel bad coming out of Jacksonville with a win. Uh, Absolutely. No. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you kind of you kind of mentioned it. Full team effort, and and Kirby talked about it in the the post game. Uh, conference uh, was talking about 
they asked about the offense and and what the difference was and and Kirby said there wasn't a real big improve or he asked uh, improvement like what the big improvement was and it wasn't a really big improvement it was just execution yeah we executed on the stuff we were trying to do but I, I do think there was some obviously some improvements in the play calling and things like that but for across the board coaches players everybody executed on a different level this Saturday just from yeah. what we've been seeing and last couple yeah, yeah. Last couple, last couple seasons have been. We, we kind of had that turning point in the season. What was the the thing that got us there? And uh, I'm hoping that uh, it was obviously that South Carolina game, but but really this game we, we showed up and we we showed up in a major way uh, on every side of the ball. I mean, special teams included. We we had a punt. We had a kickoff or a punt return. Uh, it went for like 15 <laughs> yards, something like that. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> You look around, it was, I mean, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of, in, in, I mean, individual efforts that added up. I mean, and, you know, you know, parts of the sum kind of thing. You know, they, we had guys, I mean, Jake Fromm played his tail off. He was able to, hold on, before I even talk about Jake Fromm, that offensive line, we didn't do great on the run blocking, at least not in the first half. I mean, we wound up with, with, what, like 120. But the time that they gave him in the pass blocking, I've read. I mean, there's so many people that talk about how we're not a better run-blocking team than pass-blocking team. I'm like, are you watching the same game I am? You're crazy if you think that. And there was plays where Fromm had five sec- four or five seconds to just, yeah. No, we're not going there. We're going to – no, not him. Oh, Pedro funny, over here. Funny story, funny story on that as I was giving a guy uh, a flu shot, actually, and we were talking about Georgia football. And uh, we started talking about the offensive line, and he was like, boy, you could have gave him a Big Mac and a Coke, and he'd have had <laughs> – he could have ate and drank both. I was like, you're damn tooting. Yeah. <laughs> it was so true. I mean, he literally – some of those, it was absurd how much time he had. And the pocket – and it wasn't like he had to he, – he did a couple times have to get out of the pocket, but it was like – it was very, very rare. The pocket – they maintained that pocket so well. And and you took look about the rush defense. They just – they stacked the box, man. I mean, they yeah, loaded they it up. They did not want us to have they, – they wanted us to throw the ball. And so that – Grantham, I mean – we know his. We know his mo. He's gonna. He's gonna blitz you, and he's gonna. He's gonna run guys at you, and so um, talking about. Uh, they asked Kirby about uh, Swift's run performance, and uh, the the term he used was uh, well earned. And if you look at every yard he got, there was contact. And I. I mean, obviously, most of his yards came after contact. I mean, a, a couple of his big. A couple of his big runs he had um, were. That one, the one long one he had, uh, that obviously wasn't one that got called back. He got hit behind the line of scrimmage and had to high step that guy. Yeah, yeah. And, he jumped and then and he kind of like hurtled over a guy a little bit. Yeah, and and, and so I mean, the talk in mean, the game's gonna and we're gonna talk about Jake obviously, but him and Brian freaking Herrian. I told oh. you the guy was gonna have a day, yeah. and man, did he have a day. I mean, the guy <laughs> showed out. <laughs> He yeah. showed out in, in full force. So the the run game did not give the numbers, but man, every yard they got, they they Kirby said it best. They were well earned. 
I you know it's funny yeah you look back and I mean this is this was one of those games that coming into it you you had to have feelings about certain guys in this game and I think we kind of hit the nail on the head I mean looking back we we're like all right we're talking about Harry and being a key factor in this game we're talking about Cage I mean I think everybody could have predicted that Cager coming back was going to make a huge difference but I don't know if anybody thought that he was going to go for 130 and and be literally the catalyst for everything we did on on uh, offense so. I, I sit back and look at what we did offensively, and we struggled in the run game early, but we were able to, I mean, man, we were talking about it earlier. You convert 12 of 18 on third down, you're probably going to win the ball game. And oh, that's an incredible stat. Oh, my God. And, and you didn't – I, I kind of didn't realize it until going into the, the second half, like how effective we were being on third down and, and what we were doing. And, and, and Coley showed out, man. I mean, everybody gave him crap. He got offensive coordinator of the week and, and a bunch of different uh, coaching. I don't remember who what what the group was that gave him coordinator of the week, but um, but the, it was everything that we had been wanting, and um, and but our guys executed on the plays that they got, and yeah, uh, and we we moved the ball around, and but K- Cager was that guy. I mean, it was. It was just it was awesome to see Jake kind of get that step back and, and using a guy like Cager um, to to make that happen. Um, but like it, it all it was it, but you're right it all kind of stems from that offensive line. The um, they gave Jake the time. Jake gets the ball to Cager and Demetrius had some great catches. Eli Wolf like having his that amazing third down catch. I mean from having to throw back. <laughs> back uh, across the field to him on that major third down. And, and the fact that we went – we didn't just run the ball to run, to run more time off the clock. We went for that third down kind of shows what we were trying we – we wanted to end that game. Yeah. We wanted to do it. And, and, and I think well, our you offense – convert there and you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, know? yeah. You just you, you just run the ball out after that. And so we, we wanted to go for it and, and we had the faith in our um, in our offense to make that happen. Yeah. Um, and, and so I – I was just, and we we talked about this last week, and and I, and I was not. I said fire Coley, but I mean I wanted to see one more week when you go down to Jacksonville. What do you do? And um and the game plan was was a well was a, was a good one. I still think we've got some opportunities that we're missing when we get down in the red zone. Um we we kind of have been stalling out. Um, a couple of those field goals were short little chip field goals because we couldn't get in the end zone, and uh. And as we're progressing through this season, especially when we go to Auburn, we're going to have to have those. I mean, we're going to have to be able to get down there and finish these drives because a lot of these are long drives. Yeah. We're driving down the field, big chunk plays, um, guys making big catches, but we're not we're not finishing it offensively. And, and obviously, we, we did a couple of times, but there we we, we kind of talked about this too. We were really only a few plays away from running away with this thing. I mean, it was it was. There was not. There was a couple things that obviously some stuff went our way on a couple of those big plays, but um, you you take. I mean, we were real close from like I say us having a strong foothold and them not having a chance to get close at the end. So to me, that was kind of the one thing that I wanted us to kind of be able to to do is what's our play calling there inside the in the red zone or, or when we're starting to creep up on it. That was kind of a big. After going back and rewatching the game, you're like, okay, that's what we, that's what our game changer is because we go up twenty-one to nothing, 
or or at, or at least fourteen to three and twenty one to three going into halftime if we can convert when we got in close on all yeah. those drives. Yeah, I, I want to back up real quick to basically the beginning of the game. I mean, you know, Florida, Florida starting to drive. Pitts is and, and I and I told you I was like, man, it. I and my thought was it's going to be just like Notre Dame. It's going to be the first half. Their tight end is going to just. I mean, Pitts has been a, a weapon for them all year. So if the, if the team's got a really good tight end, I'm like, well, let's you know watch him because he's going to be the guy that's going to get the yardage in the first. And I said first half he's going to get some yards. Second half we're going to shut his ass down. I don't know if he had. I don't know if he had a, a catch in the second half. He dropped a catch, so we'll count that. <laughs> uh, but we, you know, I sat back and, you know, was watching – we were watching that first drive kind of unfold, and, and it looked like they were kind of moving at will and kind of how the same way that we saw them play against LSU and, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. And I started to get a little scared, and then – Defense gets a couple stops, and then they go for it. We knew they were going to do it, but Mullen, he just gets so – he just is, is desperate. And if he gets over the 50-yard line legitimately and gets fourth down, he's probably going to go for it. And so whenever I saw them line up, lining up for that, obviously they had the false start right before it. So, you know, it really you know wound up being, you know, pretty crucial down. But they've still – they got fourth and one. And then Richie makes a play. You know, people, of course, Gary Danielson was talking about how it was pass interference and all this crap. It doesn't matter. I mean, honestly, I thought it was pretty clean. Obviously, I'm a little biased. But you sit back and look at it and said that that set the tone for the game. And then we drove down, and we, I mean, we ended up just getting a field goal after that. But, you know, whenever I saw us kind of stall them out before they got to the red zone in no man's land, that's whenever I knew, okay, we came to play. And then, you know, Pitts is shut down in the second half. Swain, he came on in the second half, and he had some big catches. Ben Jefferson had that big touchdown catch. You know, those were all plays that was kind of like, a, for the most part, after the fact. You know, we were giving them slants. We were giving them, you know, some of those deep out routes and things like that. But, you know, just trying to protect in the middle of the field. But, you know, when I look at this game, and I just think, I feel like, and even the announcers were saying this, you know, I feel like everybody just thought, okay, even even when we were only up, I think it was a uh, sixteen, yeah, sixteen to ten. I feel like the announcers were still saying, okay, it seems like Georgia's dominating this game, and we were the only ones we were able to get pressures. I told you earlier, we apparently accounted for twenty three quarterback pressures. We had two sacks. That's great. I think we had a few tackles for loss, maybe four or five, but we had. It doesn't matter how you affect the quarterback. If you get in his face and affect the play, that's all that really matters. And we were able to do that, and which is, you know, I think a lot of people are kind of undervaluing our, our front seven right now. I think, and hell, Tate Crowder. Tate Crowder's in a semifinalist for the Buckus Award. You know who else got that? Roquan Smith. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I, I think, um, yeah, I, I – I'm I'm with you. I, I there was a couple times, like I said, we get, we we kind of gave them that, but I mean they ran for 21 yards. They rushed. They only ran the ball. I mean I I think I think they ended up trying to run the ball. Let's see how many times they tried to run the ball like 19 times. I think they ran the ball 19 times. 
And uh, they average 1.1 yards per run. Uh, I mean, you're talking about just utter domination uh, with our front seven. I mean, not giving it. And they, they were mixing it up, too. I mean, P. Ryan is, is a heck of a running back. Uh, and they've got they've got some weapons, and, and obviously they're a pass first team. But um, when you when you know they're going to throw the ball, I mean that's that's when that's when we can take over. And they they picked on us. They picked on Stokes. Uh, they they Trask has has kind of proven himself. I mean, I feel like I, I it's just baffling to me. The, the kid must practice terribly because there is no way you're telling me that Felipe Franks practiced better than Kyle Trask. I mean, good Lord, it's not even close. Like, and, and, but anyhow, I mean, but you're talking about, he still picked up 200 and something yards on the game, on, on the, uh, yeah. in, in the air and, and threw for two touchdowns. I mean, he was the only reason they were, uh, in this game, but you talk about the 29 pressures. I mean, you had, uh, Malik Herring got, uh, got around the end one time and, and, and hit his arm on one of those passes and, uh, messed the pass up. We had a close pick, J.R. Reed. I mean, so I mean, really across the board, we, we played phenomenal on defense and, and stopped them when it mattered. Uh, I'm still pretty pissed about the uh, Van Jefferson touchdown because um, that when I when they threw the flag, I was like, I immediately yelled offensive pass interference because yep. of the push off. I was like, that's it's going to be offensive because I, I could see it. I saw it happen in real time. Yeah. And, um, and it's just like, and even uh, uh, even uh, the, the Georgia radio announcers were like, "Oh my God, that was blatant!" And well, um, watching watching the replay, there's no way it could be defensive pass interference. In, in my him. opinion, <laughs> he literally was like, <laughs> as they threw backwards. the flag, he was being yeah, he was being thrown back away from the offense from the receiver's body. <laughs> it's just like, wait, like how did how did they come to that conclusion? I mean, there was. You know, it was kind of, in my opinion, the first half of this game was was like called pretty well, and like pretty pretty even. There were some missed calls, and whatnot. And the second half was just sloppy, man. And we're just seeing referees just just not make right calls. And there was the worst one that I saw, and I didn't notice this until until the replay, until I watched the rewatched the game. But there's a Fromm's first big scramble. It was like a second and seven. And he, he runs, and he gets tackled and goes literally two yards past the line of scrimmage. He's tackled over the line of scrimmage. I mean, excuse me, the, the first down marker. And he's tackled two yards past the first down marker. They marked him like a yard short. It literally is like a three-yard difference. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting here thinking, I mean, I'm wa- watching it, and I think some people have kind of pointed this out, but that was one of the things that we could easily challenge that and just get a first down. We ended up getting the first down anyway on the next play. It was like a third and one, but I, I, you know, those are the kind of things. It's like, how how are you that bad? Aren't you paid to do this? No, they yeah they were they were rough and and I mean and I'll, I'll be honest I I on the um, on the cager catch I felt like I didn't think it was overturnable overturnable. <laughs> um, uh, a lot of people are a lot Overturn, of people are oh the tables have turned <laughs> oh, the turning tables. Um, that I I was kind of being very vocal about. It. I was very vocal during this game, uh, and I, I I was saying that I don't think they're going to be able to overturn it. And obviously, I'm looking through kind of like we mentioned biased eyes, but I, I just felt like 
I don't know. And then they ended up obviously uh, calling it our way. And then the uh, herring catch, um, obviously it's incredible they count that as a catch, but there's basically no way that he caught that ball. <laughs> I, I actually think that Herring's catch was more of a more of a catch than the Cager catch. Well, I, I've seen some. I've seen some some zoom. I've seen some angles uh, that were not like official angles, and it was uh, it, it was a little. It, it, either way, I'm glad it went our way. <laughs> are you getting? Are you getting like special treatment? Are you? Ha- what? How are you getting these angles, Chancy? Oh uh, man, you know you must know know somebody that knows somebody. Uh, I'm no, I the Harrion catch. Let's sit down and talk about that for a second here, Chance. I, I f what you say. <laughs> I don't care what you say. That's a catch, and because of that. One of the gonna go should go down as one of the greatest catches in Georgia football history because that was incredible. The fact that he was literally when whenever Fromm threw that ball, Harriam was facing like he was facing like Kirk, Coach Coach Kirby Smart was like right there in his face, and he was like facing the sidelines and then turns finds the ball as it's probably a millisecond reaction time, and just was able to pop it up to himself and dive and catch it. Uh, somebody commented on our, our on our Instagram feed that Matt Matt Landers should learn how to do that, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I agree. I agree. Landers Landers has some work to do when it comes to just giving some effort towards catching the ball and <laughs> <laughs> giving a rip. No, yeah. I'm not saying that the guy didn't make a phenomenal phenomenal play on the ball. It sounds I mean, like you're talk- saying that. It sounds like you're saying that, Chance. I hate you. Uh, it, it, it was a just. The most effort that you can put in, into a play. I mean, the guy is is a freak, and um, just he's going to go down as one of those damn good dogs, man, just of all time. Yeah. He he is just just phenomenal. Um, he's so a I, Dick Samuel that's actually been productive. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more of like a Thomas Brown kind of guy. Ooh, that's uh, a, I, I like that. I like that. And uh, the, the, it. And a lot, a lot of that just across the board. I mean, just guys playing, playing hard. Uh, not as you like, like you said, not playing hero ball, but um, the guy, guys just playing hard ball and playing till the whistle blew. Uh, just, just really across the board. And so I, I was, I was proud of him. Um, I, I was super, super pumped of, of of what we did and just the way the way we came out, um, and. And we really maintained that. I never felt like our play dipped throughout the game. I mean, I, I felt like we remained pretty consistent uh, despite bad calls or uh, just, and like I say, uh, really, a, and we kind of talked about, and really a lack of, of turnovers. I feel like in that department we we did the best because we had more pass deflections or, or, or pass breakups or – uh, rushes on the like uh, QB rushes, and so I felt like we were able, we made them play sloppy, whereas we were able to go out and, and execute. Um, uh, yeah, and we, we played a much cleaner game. Uh, obviously, you look at time of possession, um, look at how we convert on. We put on a freaking third down clinic. They got what two of nine or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just on both sides of the ball, guys just just playing hard, and uh, and when it when it counted. And um, so I think one of the drives was it their touchdown drive? It was either touchdown or their field goal drive. They only they only converted on a third down because of a 
a pass interference or something like that. I think it was LeCount's pass interference. And uh, and, and so just it, well, it their was last, awesome to watch, man. Their last drive was, I think it was 16 plays, 16 or 17 plays. Took up like six and a half minutes or seven minutes. And they converted. I know they at least converted one fourth down. I think it was two. And, and that's whenever you know, it's like, all right, well, whenever we can get them to literally just play against themselves – in this situation because they were having to convert convert on third downs. They were having to convert on, I mean, long yarded situations. So whenever you can get them behind the change and, and, and look, we were keeping everything in front of us late in that game. And, and whenever we are in the point where we can do that, I was actually surprised because a lot of times, I mean, I hate to say it, but at least in the past, a lot of times in those situations, we've given up a big play. We just have. And, and I, you know, it's been a little bit different under Kirby, obviously, but, you know, we've, we've got a history of just like letting one slip by and we didn't let it happen this game. And it, we've seen this maturity in this team. We've seen this chemistry come together. I read somewhere, you know, a couple of different notes from like before this game started, I read somewhere that first of all, apparently, uh, coach, Kirby Smart and and Fromm got together. Kirby reached out to Fromm and said, let's get lunch like twice the week leading up to it. And then also apparently Jordan Davis, of all guys, a sophomore, a true sophomore, was the one who spoke up before the game and was leading the team. And we were starting to see guys emerge, leaders emerge in this this team. You know, we knew about Fromm. We knew about Jared Reed. We knew about, well, honestly, even Swift. You know, Swift – it's kind of one of those guys like give me the ball, let me get what's done. But I've I've been reading about how he's been coming up to guys on the sidelines and helping them through things. And I mean, I think I, I read that Adam Anderson was frustrated on the sideline this weekend. He wasn't getting much playing time, and Swift came over to to talk to him because he threw his helmet on the ground, things like that. You know, the what, different ways that we can lead. But whenever you have a guy, whenever you have a guy like Jordan Davis leading, you know, Tyler Clark is starting to come on the scene. Tay Crowder. We knew about him, and now he's starting to produce. And then we got guys like Andrew Thomas kind of speaking up too. You know, we're seeing more and more guys that are just really, really buying into this team. And it's been incredible. And that's what, honestly, that's whenever you get in those dog fights like that, like this past weekend, that's what's going to put you up. You know, up. You know, that's what's going to give you the, the extra, extra motivation to, you know, to beat beat some Florida Florida Gator ass. <laughs> Well, and just seeing how Kirby, seeing how Kirby responds in those games after a win, uh, to me, just proves a his leadership, his passion for the for the game, but really the how much he cares about those guys. Yeah. And uh, and I didn't really notice it till after the after the fact, but it was actually my mom that was telling me because uh, she was not at the game, and she said um, it, she was talking about how she was she was enjoying from and Kirby's like little moment after the, the game together and all that kind of stuff. And she, and she was like, but Kirby hit him in the face really hard. (laughs) (laughs) And I go back and look at him like, God bless. Yeah. He smacked the crap. He did smack him. Kadena sent it to, well, no, Kadena sent me a, a, a message on Instagram. It was like the Jake Fromm posted like a picture of them hugging, him and him and Coach Kirby uh, hugging, 
and uh, he just said it means more, and she's like, I can't, like, you know, she's just like, I can't even, you know, whatever, uh, and uh, I was just like, I love them both, <laughs> you know, it's just like, <laughs> both those dudes, just awesome, I loved seeing that, and you, you, yeah, he did slap him pretty good, it was kind of one of those things that, I think he was trying to, like, kind of pat him on the back of the head, almost, and he just, like, slapped him in the face, <laughs> I mean, it, whatever it was, uh, that, that might have been why he was uh, he was getting a little teary eyed <laughs> during his during his presser yeah. or his, uh, his post game interview. But uh, but man, it, it was it was awesome to see. And anytime you can do that to Florida, and you do it, you do it the way we did it. We we dominated them uh, really in every every facet of the game. We we had a hundred more rushing yards than them, and. Uh, then uh, the radio broadcast talked about it. 14th year in a row that the the team that ran rushed for more yards won the game. Yeah, and uh, and obviously that's a very simple stat. But I mean, but when you control the line of scrimmage, you you win this game. Yeah, and uh, and it's safe to say that we owned it. And, uh, and we've been really, we've been on the opposite side of that uh, recently. You know, within the past five or six years. There was two games where they just ran and ran and ran. I mean, we talked about one game where they ran for over 300 yards and just dominated us. So I was happy. To, I'm happy to be on the other side of that. Uh, oh my god! Today. Well, and to see to see them not because that's what it, it, to me honestly. You go back. I go back and think about those games and, and about games in the past, and it's really the, when they can when they can run the ball, at, basically at will. I mean, they they're just gashing us. It, it, it was. To see them run for 21 yards, I think going into halftime they had like negative nine mm-hmm. rushing yards. I mean, or something like that. I mean, it was just absolutely phenomenal. And obviously, a couple of those came on, like had big sacks and all that. But like stopping the guy, stopping those guys, um, it it was huge. And uh, and and so it was. I I just loved every minute of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got a, a a couple quick things. One. Uh, Guy who was talking crap about Swift, talking, calling him like a normal running back, number thirty-one. Uh, he was the guy on the Lawrence Cager <laughs> touchdown. Who uh, I can't believe we haven't talked about that play yet. Because so first of all, he was the guy who bit down on Harrion and then tried to back up because he saw Pickens running loose across the middle, and then Cager just was happened to be sliding past him on the backside <laughs> down the sideline. So for the for that guy to be the guy who's, you know, trying to talk trash and then get burned like that, I was like, man, you just at that at that point you just need to stop and just quit football. And then so but on that play, I know I told you about this, but it was sitting it was uh, me and, and Tyler Sanye and and uh, both of our wives and we're sitting next to each other and uh oh when that Ball was snapped. You know, Pickens was was starting to streak open across the middle. I you know, when you watch the broadcast, it looks like you know the defenders actually a little bit closer to him. It would have had to have been like a really good ball, and <laughs> Tyler like you know was pointing him and he's like you're wide open. And I'm talking about Pickens and I'm like, yeah, but so is he. <laughs> talking about Cager and I was like, I didn't even see it till like right when I like opened my mouth. But man. That was just an incredible play design. What we saw from that, I mean, Cager is just going to be that difference maker. I just want him to stay healthy. I don't know if you saw this, but he said, he said that it didn't matter if I had a broken leg, I was going to play in that game, kind of thing. So uh, that's what I love to hear. 
Well, we talked we talked about how he was going to be a presence and just. I mean, when you you mentioned it, like we didn't expect him to just go off. Yeah. But it was just like his presence on the field. He was gonna he was gonna draw the top defender. Then the next defender was gonna have to move to Pickens, and then the next guy to Blaylock and or Demetrius, that kind of thing. Yeah. And um, but but no, he just went off. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't really care who was defending him, yeah. and I, I kept I kept loving. It. He kept doing every time he get up, he kept doing this little point. <laughs> he would he was just kind of it was just a, just a little point. It wasn't anything. It wasn't flamboyant. He just gave him a little, little point. And, uh, Did you see what he posted? That, he posted a picture after his two-point conversion. You know, he points and just like that. And he, did you see the picture on Instagram that he posted? Yeah. What did he say? Like, I thought they were supposed to be DBU or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, God. I love it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was awesome. But, uh, we will say, and we kind of talked about it, uh, our boys do not talk trash before the game. Yeah. But after the game, they will run their ass into the ground. I'm fine with it. Totally <laughs> and I love it. it. Yeah. Like, go I out there, talk on the field first, and then talk on social media afterwards. <laughs> I don't care what you got to do. Um, anyway, I, I mean, man, you sit back and look at that game. There's a lot of crucial plays. I mean, a lot of big-time players making big-time plays in big-time game. Uh, you, you know, the defense played phenomenally well. Uh, you know, we had guys. I mean, I think Mark Webb kind of struggled across the board. Uh, so did Stokes at times. And we I, I don't think anybody was expecting that. But all in all, you know, we got good pressure. Our uh, linebackers are – I mean, a guy like Malik Herring, who started off the year, I think he was – you know, he's hurt for a little while. And, you know, it's kind of like starting to come into his own this year. I mean, Malik is, is a – like, he's staying on that line. And he's a guy who can play all four downs. So I'm I'm happy to see you know how we progress in this game and and all in all the defensive effort it was just across the board everybody was just playing playing their game Jordan Davis was getting held on that one sack like crazy how they didn't it don't throw, matter how they didn't it don't throw, matter it don't matter <laughs> but how they didn't throw a flag on that I I'll never know I'll never know it was un it was un it was unbelievable his jersey was coming back behind yeah. him. I mean, it was he. He just blew right past the guy, and and, and they just they just gave it to him. I mean, I, uh, what, he he didn't care. Well, um, Jordan Davis gave st- it to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and so one thing we have the stat we haven't brought up yet. Uh, still haven't allowed a rushing touchdown this year, and no team, no college team has done that in the last twenty seasons through eight games. Uh, has not allowed a rushing touchdown, and. Uh, I am very proud of that because <laughs> because it, it it doesn't matter and, and what you you kind of said it earlier it's like it doesn't matter who you've played the fact that that's even a thing I mean the way our defense has played all year long uh, you look at South Carolina they put seventeen up on us but it was really just ten I mean you, you like you just look at how our, we've got to, we've got to shut out this season uh, had Kentucky in the the rain and, and I mean. All these games, guys are just playing phenomenally well on defense, and we are shutting down uh, the run game. And, and a lot of our younger guys, Ojolari, uh, he had a heck of a game. He was he, he was back there the whole in, the entire game. Uh, just a lot of young guys stepping up, and it was just they're, they're catching their rhythm, man. And you can start to see we, we've been talking ha- havoc all year, and, and that's been the, the word and. 
it's been getting overplayed, but man, we caused some on Saturday. It, it was it was awesome to watch, and that that's the kind of defense that we've been wanting to see, and uh, and to finally start to see that kind of come into place. And it took guys being healthy and us getting some folks back, but um, but we're we're making it happen. So I was I was proud of it. Me too, my man. Me too. Well, oh, man. You, you... I, I could talk about this for yeah, like I was about to say, four hours. We, we could, we definitely could. And and the tailgate was awesome. We got we got down to Jacksonville at what like ten ten thirty, and just you know went over to your you know, your family friends tailgates and and had a ball and you know just just like sitting outside of that stadium, just having a good time. You know, it brings back some terrible memories, but it also brings back some good memories. And it made me you know just getting a little bit of liquid courage. Uh, made me feel a little bit better about the game going into it, so I was happy to do it. But man, that was a hell of a time, and we saw a lot of uh, a lot of characters too. You, I, did you see the picture I posted of you and the and the, <laughs> there was a guy that was dressed up like a Florida pimp. <laughs> Chancey ran over. I was like, Chancey, let's go take a picture with this guy. And Chancey just walks up to him and he said, "You're an ass," and takes a picture of him. <laughs> so then the guy, then the guy got on all fours and started barking, which was really weird. It was super <laughs> awkward. We like as we're walking off, and he's like, ooh, ooh, and like on all fours. So I was like, okay, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> I'm gonna come back over here now. Big golf, son. But uh, all right. But yeah, they they uh, they went ahead and proved to themselves, proved to us again that they are a, a different breed of human. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. They they suck. Um, yeah. Well, uh, man, I'm sure there's something that we've missed here. I mean, probably something, some big play or something like that. But, uh, man, all in all, we had some boys just just take care of business on Saturday. Um, oh, and I will. Uh, my last yeah. thing I will say, and we kind of we talked about how Jake played. Uh, don't ever talk bad about my quarterback again. <laughs> You, you people out there, <laughs> because uh, he just he just shuts you up in a major way, yeah. and so the man deserves in, uh, just a huge amount of. And obviously, offensive line helped that, but the man had to go out there and make those throws. And there's a couple that he missed, but um, the guy played played his tail off and, and played for this team. Took a bunch of big hits. So, uh, to all you folks, yeah. you know who you are, yeah. and, uh, uh, and you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and, and, and and Kirby, man, you're talking about. I mean, I'm sure you saw after the game. You know, come up, he came up to Fromm and said, and they asked Fromm, was like, what did Kirby say? And he said, don't ever doubt Jake Fromm. <laughs> you know, and which I'm sure was kind of awkward to say. I mean, he didn't care at the time. I mean, he was still tearing up from that that exchange. And man, that's that's what you love to see. That's what college football is all about. You don't get that in the pros. You know, you. You've got these connections with these guys who are still, you know, 18, 20 years old. And you've got guys – I mean, you saw it in the uh, post-game celebration video in the locker room, which I thought was going to be a lot more crazy, but I guess the Jacksonville locker rooms are not set up for that. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure you probably saw Kirby came in there and just jumping around, and then he just hugs Cager, and Cager's like, I love you, coach. And it's like, man, you've, you've not – known that guy for like maybe a year you know and, no, actually he's known he's known cager that has kind of coming back to what you said he's known cager since high school he oh, like, really he had he had met him on the recruiting trail and like because cager wanted to be a dog yeah so cager cager that he's always wanted to be with us and um but he knew uh he was getting recruited by us always back in the rick days but uh he had met him on the the trail and he's like yeah i've known coach 
for a long time, and you you get that in college football because of the the process of recruiting yeah. starting so early and all that kind of stuff. So it kind of and it all kind of comes full circle. Uh, they asked him today who why he came to Georgia, and he was like, it was Kirby and Coley. I mean, that's what yeah, he yeah. that's what he that, said. Yeah. It was that's that's what he he wanted. But he talks about how he he had known the and Kirby talked about how he's known him for for a long time, and so. Um, the, the kind of relationships that you could develop are obviously a, a different breed, but uh, I love my coaching staff and uh, I love how they, how they carry themselves because uh, other coaching staffs don't carry themselves the same way. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Dan, I didn't, Dan Mullen. <laughs> Dan Mullen. <laughs> Dan Mullen's, he sucks. What a clown. Uh, no, that's uh, I didn't know that. So that's awesome. I mean, you know, you love to see it. That's the kind of connections that you need in college football. It's what makes it great. Um, so anyway, Dan Mullen sucks. We can just say that, and he's trying to get the SEC to look into that, like Lawrence Cager catch, and like he's like, I'm searching the motive or researching the motive for this, and I, apparently they haven't commented back. It's like he just keeps calling. They're like, Ah, we're not answering Dan this time. Uh, shut up, Dan. Shut up, cousin Eddie. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, man. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't get better than that. I mean, there's a reason that we've rambled on here for 40 minutes about this game because we care more about it than 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 any other game. And apparently, oh, sorry, this is one thing. Apparently, Kirby said that before. Like, I don't know if it was the Friday before or before the game started, but he was just like, you know, this has kind of been behind the scenes. But he said this game means more, and he would never say that in front of cameras or reporters or anything like that. But uh, I I read that. Uh, the uh, the dogs the the players went wild so you love to see it you got any more uh, any closing thoughts on it we beat Florida second Florida uh, <laughs> injury report news uh, did you see anything about Cade Mays is he is he okay they didn't uh, they didn't really say anything today I was looking I was checking Kirby's having his press conference today or while we've been doing this. And uh, I don't think anything got mentioned about Cade. Uh, nothing. I don't think anything too I, I'm new. I'm pretty sure he kept playing, but he, he came out of the game at one point. Uh, a lot of people have been wondering about Channing Tindall. Apparently he did not make the travel roster because he was injured in the Kentucky game. Uh, and, you know, of course, because the, he wasn't, you know, on the travel roster, everybody's been speculating that he's – going to be the next one in the transfer portal and all this stuff. It's like, can we stop? Can we not go directly to that ridiculous conclusion without any anything to support it? I mean, everybody, I mean, I love how passionate our fan base is, and that's the reason why we do this, and that's the reason why we are who, how we are. <laughs> but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's okay to speculate to the point where a kid might actually think about what you're trying to get in, you know, think he's going to do. So I'm, um, you know, I'm gonna, you know, go back to I think Kirby's kind of he's not going to he's not gonna give you that information. You know, he's not gonna let anybody know. He's not gonna give the other team anything that'll help them, uh, you know, in the ball game. So, uh, as far as I know, there's some small little nagging injuries. I think Tyreek McGee might have still have a foot injury that's nagging him. Uh, it's Michael Barnett, another guy who's got another little nagging injury, nothing serious. So. Uh, man, we've got some – I mean, and some of the boys we talked about, I mean, Trayvon Walker in particular um, coming back this game and obviously Cager 
I mean, Trayvon, we talked about Trayvon, Cager, and um, Tyson Campbell. Tyson Campbell didn't play. I don't know if he – did he play at all? I think maybe a little bit, but not much. I mean, he wasn't out there much, if at all. If he, if he was on the field, I didn't notice him. So, uh, I think that he's still kind of working up towards towards being 100%. Uh, but anyway, that's that's kind of – for the most part, you know, keep knocking on wood, my friend. But uh, for the most part, we're, we're looking pretty healthy right now. All right. What about other other news? Uh, looks like Tay Crowder is semifinalist for the Buckets Award, like you mentioned. Uh, go dogs! Go dogs! Uh, guys been playing well. Um, as we record this, uh, college football rankings are a little way, a, a couple, a couple hours or so from coming out. So while we're talking, we don't know um, my assessment of the rankings. Uh, it doesn't really matter right now for us. So it's just. Doesn't make a difference. The ranking where we're ranked does not have an impact on whether we get to the playoff or not. Yep. We got to win out, so it doesn't matter. Got to win out. That's that's my thought about the rankings. Well, I I do. I, do, I mean, so we're we're at six right now. I believe. I mean, I do think that. Yeah. So we're six in the AP. I do think we're just going to stay exactly where. Excuse me, where we are. And I think uh, you know people. There's a lot of people that are overvaluing Penn State. Uh, I think LSU is going to be number one. I think they've got the resume and they've also got the firepower on offense. Uh, but man, I, I I said it. I don't know if it was last pod, last episode or the episode before, but Ohio State looks like a pretty darn good team. They yeah. they've got both sides of the ball. Uh, they finally have played some people and they've beat the crap out of them. And yeah. I don't know how good the Big the Big Ten might be terrible this year. We don't know because uh, they haven't played. They haven't played a really like big game outside of the Big Ten, uh, so you know it remains to be seen. But man, that's a uh, that's going to be a big. I mean, Ohio State's going to be a powerhouse like they always are, and then uh, you know obviously Alabama, Clemson will be up there. Penn State might be probably be right by, right in front of us. So I think uh, we're going to see a slight shift in the rankings, but not much, not a whole lot. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, let's see. I did want to throw in there. Old uh, Willie Taggart is no longer at Florida State University. Uh, could have seen that one coming uh, pretty far after getting uh, getting beat by Miami. And um, so, uh, be interesting to see who they get for that job. I mean, man, the ACC is ripe for the taking. And there's no, in my opinion, there's no team in the ACC that is. Obviously not next year, but the the team that is best program best suited to challenge Clemson than Florida State. You're in a treasured, uh, you know, uh, historic program. You're in Florida. You're you're doing all like it's got everything it needs. So uh, I'm super interested to see who they go after. If they're going to go for a a big time uh, hire, uh, or if they're going to going to play it play it safe it'll be interesting to see what they do well you're looking at like you know you sit back and and you look at florida state and they're not a team that has to build a brand you know it doesn't matter who comes in there if they are a pretty good systematic coach like they're going to be pretty successful they're going to be able to to bring in talent that place you know and so you don't have to i mean they've already got the history they've got the championships so you must be a pretty damn bad coach if you go into florida state and you can't win you know, more than five ball games. So Willie Taggart's out. 
who I don't know who the hell is going to replace him for the rest of the year, but I, I I'm not worried about it. <laughs> so, uh, but they did get spanked by Miami, so that's always funny. Uh, but yeah, you you need a guy. I don't know what his name is, but the guy that's the coach over at Baylor. I mean, that guy deserves coach of the year. I don't care what they do for the rest of the year. They're eight and zero. He has, I mean, picked that program out of the ashes that Art Briles left it in, and has turned it into. I mean, I don't want to say they've played a lot of great teams, but I mean, they're eight and zero, and 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 they're only really what three years out from Art Briles being there, something like mm-hmm. two or three years out. So, anyway, uh, kudos to that guy. Oh, man. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot that went down last weekend, to be honest with you. Um, nothing that I can really think of. There was, I mean, Notre Dame, like, narrowly won. Uh, and then aside from that, I mean, uh, the, the biggest game of the weekend by far was, was Georgia-Florida. Well, and we kind of mentioned earlier now, uh, after this game, we've got two of the top five most viewed games of the season mm-hmm. uh notre dame being like 9.29 million views and then that was the, still the top game and then uh which i feel confident that bama lsu is probably going to beat that uh oh, yeah. and then uh then we got number five with uh george florida this past weekend so uh, pretty pretty cool there uh people have been watching the dogs which means recruits have been watching the dogs and uh we won both of those games so we have uh, millions and millions of people watching us win big games. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that's that. That's all, and it never hurts. Well, yeah, we uh, we've got a lot. Of, we've got a big audience, and uh, I think we're going to continue in a big audience. And then obviously this weekend, uh, LSU Alabama probably going to be the most watched game of the year. Period. Uh, like you said. So, um, anyway, I, this is this episode's probably going to be more of a Florida recap than it is a Missouri preview. <laughs> and and we don't mean to, to do that to belittle Missouri because I think they're a, a really good team regardless of how they've played over the past two weekends or the past two games. Uh, but this is a scary team. This is not a team that you need to take lightly. I'm very thankful that this is a 7 o'clock game. It's going to be a rowdy crowd. It's going to be kind of chilly. Everybody's going to be able to – you know, tailgate for, for, you know, the whole day leading up to it. It's going to be a great atmosphere and going to be kind of the flip side away from the noon game against South Carolina. So I'm, I'm happy to at least be in that setting as opposed to, you know, a noon game and not, you know, nobody's really up for the game. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, like I said, 7 o'clock game. Look at last year. Last year they ran – uh, so they were talking about it today. I, th- I think it was Malik or somebody said that one of the uh, assistants during the game or during practice uh, yesterday has been holding up a sign that said 174 yards and four touchdowns, which was how many rushing yards Missouri had against us last year and how many touchdowns they had uh, against us. So it was like, I was like, oh, <laughs> they're trying to bring out the big guns. Uh, so they're, I, I don't, the thing you fear about a game like this is obviously the hangover effect. Um, but kind of like you said, seven o'clock game. Um, it's not, I, I would be much, like you said, much more concerned if this was a noon game or something like that. And, uh, and, but now we've, you, the atmosphere will be set and, um, and, and our, our defense will be ready to pin their ears back and, uh, and get after it. Uh, but they're, they're really kind of, they're really a balanced team. I mean, they, uh, I kind of looked at it a little while ago. They've, Ran the ball. They're, they're seventh in the league 
uh, running the ball, and then they're uh, seventh in the league passing the ball. Um, so they're they're a pretty pretty balanced team on both sides of the ball. Uh, Kelly Bryant is the transfer from Clemson uh, that's been there, and he's kind of been up and down. Um, but uh, so it'll be really if I feel like if we can disrupt him uh, like we did against Trask, I mean I think we'll be fine. He's obviously a mobile threat. Uh, that is not a concern with Trask. Trask is like a, a lumbering giant uh, that you don't have to. <laughs> you don't. You really just have to kind of run at him, and he'll just he'll eventually come down. Uh, but Kelly Bryant obviously is is a different factor with with his legs. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see how we uh, how, how we handle that. It'll be a very very different game plan than uh, uh, defensively than it was against. Well, not too terribly different, but a different game plan against Florida because um, if we can we can hold the run and keep it in Kelly Bryant's hands, I feel I feel decent about what we what we'll be able to do. Yeah, and Larry, I mean, you know, Larry Roundtree is a guy that's I feel like has been in Missouri for like six or seven years, uh, but he's I think he's a I think he's a senior, I believe, um, but he is uh, he's a junior. Wow, yeah. So he ran for he ran for. 1200 yards 1200 plus yards last year you know he's a pretty solid running back and he's not he's not too big uh but he's a guy who can get the tough yards and um this year so far he's got 644 he's kind of on that same pace as he was last year i don't expect him to be able to run uh, against this defense very effectively and we're gonna have to see kelly bryant i mean we talked about it you know all we're talking about it all the time but you know that the running quarterbacks the dual threat quarterbacks are you know that's the kind of offensive system that can get it at us uh you know and and be effective again against us but i'm not man i just feel like killer bryant i i told you uh earlier but you know the first five or six games uh he averaged like 200 225 yards passing and over the past two games against vanderbilt and kentucky uh, he averaged 135. Given Kentucky game was in a monsoon, just like it was against you know Kentucky uh, versus us. Uh, but man, it doesn't. When I sit back and and look at their body of work over this year, this Missouri team started to look scary right after that Wyoming Wyoming loss, and then has since then really just kind of fallen, starting to fall off. And I'm just not seeing. They're not quite as scary. I think they got, you know, defensive front seven that's pretty good. But I think, man, I mean, you're going up against this offensive line who just held the – Florida was the highest uh, – had they had the most had the most sacks in the SEC. I don't know if they still do after this past weekend, but they had zero against this offensive line. And uh, whenever you do that against that kind of defensive front, I'm not as concerned about Missouri defensive front. So I really do think the setting's going to be big. Missouri – I mean, Missouri has had a pretty stout defense. They've only given up 18.1 uh, yards, uh, excuse me, points per game, which is good for 17th in the country. Uh, just so happens that uh, Georgia's uh, the dogs are fourth in the country at 11.4, so given up in the year. So uh, the points for are actually pretty similar, uh, but we're still you know a good uh, 20 points ahead. I mean, 20 spots ahead of them on the points per game. So. Uh, it's just gonna it's gonna be a little bit of a battle, but I, I'm just not quite as concerned as I would have been, you know, two weeks ago. No, I mean, and we're obviously much more talented, and uh, we'll it, this will definitely be a uh, a physical game. 
we were so effective against the Blitz this week against Florida. Uh, I imagine they won't have as many guys in the box. Uh, they'll be uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see how they respond to how we played on offense this past week, and uh, and I think that'll open it up for uh, for for Swift to have a have have a good game, uh, get get that man into some open field, and uh, let him make some guys. Uh, to me, this feels like a game that Swift can kind of can kind of take over yeah uh and and you get him in space and um i i'd love to see him get 160 yards and uh grab a couple of touchdowns and uh and to, to me this is one of those games that he can, he can really go off and uh and and do that so that's what i'm uh looking forward to seeing uh i, I think we'll uh obviously when we've talked about the offensive scheme we've never wanted to abandon the run game we are we'll always be a run first team uh but Florida made us adjust to that a little bit, so I expect us to go back run heavy, but be a little uh, be a little different in how we run the ball and, and keep it keep mixing it up and get get Swift into some space because the man just the man just showed you when you give the man some room, he'll he'll make you pay. And so <laughs> I, I'm, exp- I'm 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 feeling a big game from Swift uh, this Saturday. Yeah, I, I like it. I like what you th- where your head's at there. Uh, you know, I just think about the last time that they came to Sanford Stadium. Man, it was a shootout. And then we pulled away and still won by like 21 points. But it was, uh, I think there was like 80 points scored in that game. It was uh, an incredible, incredible offensive uh, display. Uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a fun time. Are you uh, Are you planning on coming up? I don't think I'll be able to make it this trip, unfortunately. But um, I will be at the, uh, I am going to be at A&M um, for, for sure. But um, but now I'm not going to be able to make it uh, up there this weekend. Uh, I haven't been home in about. Uh, it's been. I feel like I haven't been home in like a, a month on the, yeah. <laughs> on the weekend. So um, you really have. Uh, if not longer. So uh, looking forward to getting some uh, getting some uh, some time back and, and got some stuff that I got to do this weekend. But uh, obviously going to need y'all to hold the hold the fort down for me up there and uh, pull them through. You know we will, brother. I mean we're gonna be bundled up. It's gonna be a little chilly on uh, Saturday if you didn't know. I think it's going to be uh, – I think game time probably going to be like 40 degrees, 45 degrees, something like that. So, uh, I'm looking forward to – man, I, I just really think this team, you're starting to see us come together and, and build that chemistry. And I feel like that was kind of a turning point for us and, and uh, certainly hope so. So, um, let's uh, – you want to get a little games of the week? And, yeah, let's uh, take, a, take a peek. I've got a, I've got a few, just uh, some quick ones uh, real quick if I can work my app here. Hold on. Uh, so anyway, uh, Penn State. We'll start off with a little Big Ten flavor. Uh, we got two Big Ten games. Uh, Penn State is number five. They played in number thirteen, Minnesota. In Minnesota, uh, in Minnesota, uh, Penn State's fav- favored by seven points here. Chance uh, the game's at noon on Saturday. Who you got there? I, I like I like Minnesota. I'm just gonna. I, I don't think I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but I like that Minnesota team. I think they've got a. Got a fun team up there, and this is one of those games that uh, Penn State's gonna have to have to prove themselves uh, for, for sure. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the uh, whatever the Gophers or what are they? The Golden Gophers. Golden Gophers. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got it. You got it. Yeah. I mean, that's they're the yeah. Gophers. Hmm. I, I'm actually totally with you. I actually really like this Minnesota uh, team uh, in this situation at home. Seven points. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, 
Second game, biggest game of the weekend, 3.30, uh, number one, LSU versus number two, Alabama. It's in Tuscaloosa. Alabama's favored by six and a half points. Wow. Who you got their chance? Go Tigers. Dude, always, baby. Always <laughs> go Tigers. Uh, Tua's going to be back, though. Does that change yeah. your mind? Nope. Okay. <laughs> go Tigers. Go no, Tigers. I, I, think, I, I legitimately think it's going to be a um, – I really feel like this game is not going to be as big of a shootout as people are wanting it to be. Uh, but I definitely think there are going to be some points put on the board for sure. And um, and I think LSU is going to – if anybody can do this, it is the LSU Tigers. So um, I am uh, very excited about this game. Go Tigers. Man, I ain't going to lie. I think it is going to be shootout. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Uh, but you know we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, I'm going Tigers too. Uh, sorry, I just closed out my app. Last game is uh, number 18 Iowa plays number 16 Wisconsin. This is not near as big a game as the previous two, but uh, it's in uh, Madison and it is a eight point favorite on Wisconsin. Who do you got there a chance? I'll go with Iowa. Uh, I think that's a big spread, and Wisconsin's been kind of on the on the down and out, so. I'll give the Hawkeyes a, a shot. I'm actually going to go opposite here. Uh, thankfully, we had one that we go opposite, so we'll see how it goes. But I'm going to go Wisconsin. I think that line is kind of telling of, of how they're going to bounce back uh, from you know some of their recent uh, not-so-good games. And uh, So, anyway, I'm going to go with Wisconsin on that one. Uh, but here's the deal. All eyes are going to be on if you're tailgating on Saturday – Make sure you got a, a, a TV and a satellite at your uh, tailgate because that Alabama-LSU game. I wish it wasn't at 3.30. I wish our game, well, I'm happy it's at 7 for the dogs, but ideally it's at noon. We just kick their ass, and, you know, you get to leave halfway through the fourth quarter, go find the nearest TV to you, and sit down and watch because that Alabama-LSU game is going to be incredible. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pumped to watch it. It's going to be – be an awesome weekend of it. So uh, excited to all, all really. Besides those couple games, I mean, it's all Alabama LSU. So um, pretty pretty pumped about it. But um, any any closing uh, closing thoughts, par- parting parting parables, if you will, before we uh, head off yeah, for the evening. Parting parting parables. <laughs> I can't even hardly say that. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Florida sucks. Dan, Dan Mullen's an idiot. And he looks like cousin Eddie. And. Uh, Go dogs! <laughs> dogs on top, baby. Ooh.